to us. Once you've seen this morning, you have to thank God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Tonight, uh, this morning, we always preach in the evening. So we think it's a night. I would I have been talking about Joseph. I've been talking, I took it in different level. Today, Joseph prayed a prayer and he asked, the prayer was to a friend, the one he helped, that when you go, do what? When you go, do what? Did the man remember him? Men can easily forget about you. But God will surely remember you. Say, tell someone God will surely remember you. Oh, tell another person. Tell about five people. Sometimes in our life, you feel God has forgotten about you. Have you got that point before? You don't feel anything about God. You don't hear any sound. You don't, sometimes you don't even see anything. As if this God, as he remembers, but he remembers. And if you are in that condition, I want you to know that God, his nature is that he always remembered man. When you read Genesis chapter 8 verse 1, and God did what? 
He remembered who? And what? Everything. Oh. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. After God had asked Noah to enter into the ark and he locked it, the rain came. It looked like God forgot. God, you finish your work. Everything, everybody is dead. Why are we still hanging in the air? But the Bible said God remembered Noah. He will not let remain on top of the waters of the storms forever. He will bring you down and he will remember everything and anything that is living inside. If you look like God, it looks like God has forgotten you. I want you to know that God will remember you. Tell someone God will remember you. And when you read in Genesis chapter 19, verse 29, God always remembers people. And it came to pass, I like this word in Ghana. When God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God did what? Anytime there is destruction, anytime there is trouble, and God remembers you, it means that you are safe. So in the midst of storms, in the midst of trouble, what we need is the remembrance of God. When everything seems dangerous in this world, what you need is a God to remember you. And God remembered who? Abraham. And sent Lord out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lord had dwelt. The reason why God saved Lord was because he remembered his word. What's the relationship between? Huh? Between Lord and Abraham. No offer. Uncle. <laughs> he remembered Abraham. Abraham is a good man. He's a man who trusted God. A man who has become the friend of God. A man who can talk with God like a friend. A man God can trust. A man who can trust God too. And a man who can trust God to turn every place that he stays to be fruitful. A man who is not in a hurry to become rich. Who can trust his God to see him through processes to become what God wants him to be. Not like Lord, who wants to become very rich at all costs. And chose the best part, thinking that the big man is the one he's following. So when it came to destruction, if it was me or you, 
And this boy treated like that. Imagine you have a business, a flourishing business, and you brought your uh, somebody to come and help you, and the person you were helping the person, the person who became rich, then he decided to take away your business from you. Found another way to corner fast and take all your customers. Took all the customers, prospered, left another place, started his own business. Then one day you hear they're going to destroy those, they're going to close down those businesses. And you have the power to intercede for him. How many of you? will use that power to help that person to be only few. Even the few, they will be in heaven. <laughs> but that is how Abraham's nature was. He was a friend of God and he behaved like his friend. His friend do not carry it in his heart. Hey, you have marked you down. The next time you fall into my trap, the trap, whether it has got teeth or not, it will catch you. <laughs> so you set up a trap so that you fall. All your prayer that in your life will be that God let show this man, let God punish him. When God appears, I'm going to destroy that city. This man did not say, because of Lot, let them be destroyed. He pleaded and pleaded and pleaded because he knows there are some people there that must be saved. It doesn't matter whether the person did wrong to him or not. That is Christian life. Some say, hey, Christian life is difficult to very, very difficult. That is why Christians behave out of love. Then he prayed. And God said, if I, he said, if, God, if you have this number, we'll lose, destroy the place. God said, no. He said, what about this? He said, no. What about that? No. What about this? No. Until he came to a point, God said, no. He himself got discouraged. Sometimes you are defending somebody and sees that the person's case is bad. He sees that this case is a bad case. So he gave up. But when he came to destruction, God remembered that Abraham was praying. He pleaded with him. And you know the reason why he was pleading? He's got some family members there. Family members that showed him. Family members that took his business. Family members that did what to you. 
pleaded that God, it doesn't matter what Lord did. It doesn't matter the area he picked. Please, there are some people there. And sometimes you are pleading for somebody, but because you don't want it to look like the person alone, you add everybody. So God said, no. So when the time came, the Bible said, God did what? He remembered who? And because of remembrance, salvation came to Lord. There are many people in the Bible which God remembered. If we read the same Genesis chapter 30, verse 22, God closed the womb of a woman. Then God remembered what? God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her what? To her and opened her womb. Anytime God remembers you, it's time for action. God cannot remember you for you to remain in the situation you are in today. This morning, God will remember you. Tell somebody God will remember you. Tell them that God will remember you. Even Joseph, when men forgot about him, you know, man have a very short memory. God never. God, you are always in the mind of God, and at the right time, he acts. He told the butler, go. When you go, remember me. When he went, he forgot. But because of the prayer he prayed, God remembered Joseph. He didn't have anybody to plead on his behalf. Imagine you've been thrown into prison. Maybe they put you there and docket got lost. Nobody, people forget about you. You don't have family. You are there. You yourself, nobody is asking about you. You are inside. Nobody is working for you. Then one day, somebody just passed and said, oh, what? I said, oh, I came here long time. I said, what? I wanted to help you. You go and look and see that, oh, maybe it was just a remand that they brought you, but they forgot. And you've been there for many years. God will remember you. God will surely remember us. One thing that really thrilled me was a man in the book of Judges who has been endowed with strength, endowed with gift, but have a very bad character. He's very anointed, but cannot control his appetite. Already you know the person. Who is that? 
Hey, you are good. Samson. Some people are very talented, but character-wise, they have deficiency. Very good. Very intelligent. But character. Luck. Very good accountant, but they are thief. <laughs> and those who are more dangerous, he can, he can, he, he can engineer figures that do not exist. So something was born to fulfill a specific goal. But when he came, I always say something fought. Instead of having to fight for a nation, almost all the battle he fought is a personal battle. Instead of using the gift to help the larger community, he's fighting a selfish battle for himself. With all that, one day, this is a man that have the anointing to break chains. You cannot handcuff him. You put a handcuff, you break it. There's a man. You can't put him into prison. You put him in prison, he will take the prison door, put it on his, uh, <laughs> on his shoulder, walk out. This is a man you cannot confine. No prison door can confine him. He will even go and sleep with women. And if you're dead, he will still, the anointing will still come. Carry the, they will lock the place up. We've got him now. By the next day, but before they realize, the door they trusted in to keep the thieves from coming in, he's carried it away. Then he released his secret, which God said, This is your, this makes you very strong. So, three times he, he tried to avoid it, but eventually, when a weak character is weak, it is still weak. Gave up his secret cut off his hair, and when they came, the Bible said, he shook himself like he used to do before. Sometimes he thinks he still has the strength. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he woke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. Sometimes you do some things and you go free. You do it, you go free. You do it, you go free. 
one day you do it, you fall inside. <laughs> so this is something he, 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 he thinks he's got an experience. An experience that, look, I can do anything and I'm smart. I can outsmart everyone. But that day was his bad day. There is a bad day for everyone. Sometimes God keeps on telling us, giving us more room, giving us more room. Please, when God gives you room, don't think that he's asleep. He's asking you, there might be a bad day for you. So look at what happened to Samson. As he said, the Philistines, okay, then the Bible said, and shake myself, uh, I will go out as before at other times. And shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. The secret of his strength was the Lord with him. Last week, that's what I said. Sometimes you have some ability. You think it is from within you. You don't know that it is God. The day God takes his hands, that's where you get to know that you are not a smart guy. The day God takes his hands off from your business, that's where you know that your business is not prosperous. The day God takes away his, his hand from your health, that's where you know that it's not genetic. You didn't inherit your strength from your parent. Sometimes there are people, doctors say they won't make it. Yo, this is your child. Leave him. By 40 years, he will be dead. You see the doctor who proclaimed the death. Dead. And you see the one, you say he won't make it. Still alive. To prove that life is in the hand of Jehovah God. So his strength was based on God on his side. You'll find out that what even Jesus did. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with uh, with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by a devil. All the strength and this virtue that came out of him, Jesus, as a son of God on earth here, the reason was that because God was with him. Whenever God, my fear in life is God to take his hands off from me. David said, take on your Holy Spirit for me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Ah, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. He said, I always want to be in your presence. Because in your presence, um, your Holy Spirit in me, that is when I can kill Goliath. That's when I can even take, how many of you know that? When David was going to fight Goliath, he wasn't disturbed. 
Do you know that he didn't have weapons? He didn't have bullets. Going to fight a giant with an empty gun. On his way that he found what? The stone. He said, if I don't have to bother myself, this is battle. This is the battle between God, our God and his God. So let him just go. Let me take a step. When he went on his way, he then found five stones. So my prayer is that God will be with this church. What I need for this church and for you and for me is that the presence of God will always be with us. That is the essence of Jesus coming to this world. He said, I'm going to give you a child and his name shall be what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you lose everything and you have God, you haven't lost anything. But if you lose God and have everything, you don't have anything. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses what holds and what controls his soul? So I want us to put premium on the presence of God. Christians must first seek walking closer with God. Wherever I go, if God gets close to me, I'm very confident. I don't care whoever is there. I don't care what problem that is there. There could be lion, there could be bear, there could be uh, 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 mosquitoes, there could be mercy, snakes, there could be anything. I am not afraid of them. If God is with me, like the psalmist said in Psalm 23, he said, Yea, I walked what? Through the shadow of the what? The valley of the value of shadow of death, sorry. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through what? The valley of the shadow of death. This is death. It casts its shadow. Here and there. Death on your right, death on your left. The shadow is covering you. Walking in between death. You should be afraid. He said, even if I walk in that place, I will not be afraid. The reason is that not because I have enough money. Not because I have the heart specialist following me. Not because I have the best doctor with me but because thou art with me. Your presence is with me. The church must seek the presence of God. That is exactly what Jesus said. He said, look. He said, when will you restore uh, the kingdom to Jerusalem? He said, that's not what you must seek for. That what you should, the church should seek for is that the Holy Spirit will come, which is the presence of God. 
He said, the presence of the Lord shall come upon you and the kingdom which you are talking about will become yours. But we have relegated God's presence and we are very happy about men's presence. This Samson, going back to my Samson, he shook himself. He did not know that God had departed. Then the Philistines came upon Samson. So he woke from his sleep and said, I will go up before as other time and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. 21. Then the Philistines took him. And the first thing they did was what? Huh? They put out what? His eyes. Because lack of vision will surely make you perish. When the enemy comes, he attacks your vision. He attacks the reason why you are here, your purpose. He destroys your faith that look, you can't make it in life. Anytime people lose this type of vision, that is why they say, I'm going to hang myself. Anybody who causes suicide has lost this vision. Once you see that there's hope ahead of you, there's no way you'll kill yourself. So when the enemy gets you, the first thing he takes away is your vision. Once he blinded you and you are blind as a person, as a church, and as a nation, you are finished. Anybody can take you captive. You can enter into any contract without reading through. You can receive anything that people give to you for your destruction of yourself and your children. He removed your vision. Tell somebody, don't let anybody take away your vision. Your vision may have challenges, but still look to it. It's a vision that gives you hope. You may feel discouraged, but the moment you look at the vision, it put new strength within you. You may be suffering. You may be going through poverty. It's a vision. What kept Joseph was his vision. He knew he would become a ruler. It doesn't matter when you put him into a hole. He still knew he would become a ruler. They took him into Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife said, sleep with me. He said, no. There's some place where I'm seeing something, and this is not what I'm seeing. In prison, people forgot he didn't become bitter. He was looking at the vision. Eventually, he was led, and the vision came to pass. Amen. Vision can energize you. So the first thing they took for him, so that he won't be nothing, is vision. When they take away your vision, you will be nothing in this life. You'll be running around. So he took his vision. 
And when they take your vision, they can use you. Then the Philistine took him and put out what? His eyes and brought him to, the, to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and became a grinder, a grinder in the prison. A man with a great vision, the vision had been diverted. A deliverer had not become Nika Nika. When a people lose their vision, that is what it becomes. He was doing what he ought not to do. Not even for his people, but for other people. The prophet goes to other people. In prison, grandin things. Using his strength. Instead of using his strength to bring deliverance, he's using it. Using your knowledge to do something, you're using it to destroy. So look at what happened to him. Sad news. However, say however. No matter what the devil does. The hair of his head began to grow again after it has been shaven. See, God is a God of second chance. It doesn't matter whether you are falling deep today, you've lost your vision today, your hair shall surely grow again. It doesn't matter where we have lost it as a people, as a person, as a church, as a nation, we can still regain it. We can go back and take it again. The hair began to grow. Don't look at my hair. Prophet, so your hair is going to, going to grow. Mudiagra, next week, boom. Next week, number one. I say, hey, Charlie. Now the Lord of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands. Something our enemy. What? Ah! Then, when the people saw him, they what? They praised their God. Anytime a believer is down, the devil and hell rejoice. But they cannot rejoice over you all the time. For they said, Our God has delivered into our hands, our enemy, the destroyer of what? Our land. And the one who multiply our dead. You who cast out the demons. One believer can do great havoc in the spiritual realm of the demonic world. So you're a very dangerous person. Very dangerous. They fear you. You yourself don't know you are fearful. No wonder God said you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Good. So it happened when their heart were merry that they said, call for something that he may perform for us. Oh, 
Now, he is now coming to do perform, he's coming to perform. When your vision is taken away, you only perform. <laughs> so they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them. And they stationed him between the pillars. Listen to what he Then Samson said to the Lord who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars who support the temple so that I can lean on them. Very important. Foundations for life are very important. Followed by the pillars. Pillars of Christianity. Pillars of your family values. Pillars of our values as a church. Once they are broken down, everybody will be destroyed. So when the enemy can, what the enemy is seeking to do is that to break and knock down every pillar. Once you knock down the pillars of certain things in people's life, they have nothing to. For me, I have no problem if the roof is leaking. I have no problem if these things are destroyed, we can repair them. But if these pillars begin to have a problem, we are in trouble both up and down. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, maybe I'll find time, maybe next year, to deal with the foundation of Christianity and also the pillars that holds Christianity so that we can focus on things that last. If you want to become a strong Christian, you need a good foundation and you need a very good support system or pillars. That's the only way you can become a good Christian. That's the only way you can face the enemy. What are the pillars you are standing on? What are the pillars on which your doctrines are on? Are they proper pillars? Can they support the system? Can it take the weight? So he said, give me the pillars. That's awful. I'm, I'm giving you advice. Your businesses. Your work, what are the pillars that hold what you are doing? Your family values, what are the pillars? Don't let anybody come and knock down your pillars. And give you pillars that do not fit into your house. Hallelujah. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the laws of the Philistines. It was a garden. Ah. Were there, isn't it? About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Good. Samson have got, he's not going to do something. Then Samson 
Did what? I love No matter how you are falling, still call upon God. Don't let guilt make you feel if you call God will not hear you. Samson did what? He called to the Lord, saying, it is his word, Oh Lord God, do what? Remember me. I told you that God will remember you. Lord, remember me that you said I can kill the Philistines. Remember me that you spoke to me that you will help me to kill these Philistines. Remember me. And do you know what happened? He added, unfortunately, added some. some uh, uh. I pray, strengthen me. I pray, just this once, oh God, that I may. He could have jumped that area with one blow, take vengeance on the Philistine for my two eyes. This guy is full of vengeance. Whatever he does, he wants to. <laughs> he takes his wife, he'll kill all of you. <laughs> Good. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars who supported the temple, and he braced himself against them. This where you must listen. One on his right, and the other on his left. Then Samson said, this second prayer, never pray it. <laughs> the first prayer is a good prayer. The second prayer, sometimes you can be so desperate. You think your vision is gone. That's why I said, anytime you lose vision, you don't want to live again. Most people who commit suicide, they've come to a place of hopelessness where they feel nothing can be done, where they feel disgrace has come, where they feel, when you feel there's no hope, your vision has been taken away, you feel like dying to escape the problem. But once you know there's a vision, you're going to a certain end, something great is going to come at the end, it will hold you up. Oh, look at the prayer you pray. Don't, I said don't pray that prayer. I, didn't, I don't know even how to read it. <laughs> Let me die with what? Let me what? So his death was a request. I don't think it was the pillars that killed him. But he requested that he want to die with them. He could have said, let me kill this Philistines and go out. We would have thrown this, thrown this, remove everything and move out. But he prayed his prayer. God, remember. Because oh, I've remembered. Uh, yeah, you are having forgotten. I was just waiting for you. 
sometimes God wants us to activate. He said, you should tell him, say that God will act. See, God never does certain things until he gets man involved. He's a spirit, and anything he wants to do on the physical realm, most of those things, he needs men. Either you cooperate with him, put him into remembrance, tell him God do it, and he will, he will do it through you or for you or on your behalf. Say, I want to die with these people. I'm so angry they remove my eyes. God, even if I live without eyes, how can I? I'm going to be a, a, a problem to myself and to society. Oh God, let me die. Nice. If I'm, I can't even see who, uh, uh, whether it is Delilah or not. God, you know I like beautiful women. But these eyes can see beautiful women again. So, if I want to marry God, they'll bring me something I don't like. <laughs> oh? So God, there's no need to live again. My vision is taken away. Let me die with them. Some of you say, I want to die. Some of you, no, some of you don't mean when you say you want to die. <laughs> some people, they don't, they don't mean what they say. They don't mean what they say. I was telling some man. I said, hey, it's not what everybody... Hey, when your wife, he said, my wife, my wife said, walk out. And I was walking out, and she went and closed the door. She said, you know I said, ah, didn't you understand the language? <laughs> what me means be my understand? <laughs> he said, you won't go out, but you are the one who asked me to go out. I said, yes, understand and interpret what you are saying. <laughs> oh, me buona. Phoebe, I'm alive. Sometimes they are saying this, but read through. Every man who wants to marry, who has married, read through whatever they say. Eh? Read through very well before you act. You have to learn their language. Say, so, let me die. Some say, oh, I've read it. Those who shall move too much. I'm <laughs> I remember one of my, my son, Pakudu, wanted to first say, Daddy, I'll kill myself, I'll kill myself. He went over and said, Hey, you say, Jessica. And he started laughing. I said, He started laughing. I said, Oh, you want to die? Die? Mr. Scoof is quite awesome, did you? <laughs> so, 
So he started laughing. He said, Daddy, so you give me the knife. He said, ah, but he said, you want the knife, I'm giving you <laughs> So he put the thing down, he started laughing at me. He said, oh, I said, if once on, do you ask me? Don't threaten me. So he, he wasn't desperate. He wanted something. And I thought it wasn't good for him at that time. This one, he's a desperate one. Don't give knife to a desperate person. <laughs> he said, let me die. And he held the pillars. Anybody who have control over your pillars have control over your house. That is why we need to build good pillars or structures for systems. That some people, they know what to do to break your structure down to destroy your things. So they calculate in a nice way, but protect your foundation and your pillar. Amen. If you do that, no amount of storm, rain, anything can bring the building down. But if the pillars are weak, a little thing, the whole thing will collapse. So let's build good pillars in our life. What makes you stand? What when the wind blows? What can absorb uh, the, shock. the shock in your life? What kind of pillars have you put in your children that when they face the world and the world begins to shake them, they will still stand firm? What kind of pillars have we put in our church members that when they go out there, they will still be able to see money and say resist? Pillars. He got hold of the pillars. Said, that is what I need. I don't need to go to the individual to fight them. I don't have the eyes. But once I break down this, the whole building will kill all of us. So sometimes, the enemy will not go to the individual. He will break down your pillars. The things that you believe, the things that holds you up. Once he kick it, he knows your whole life will crumble down. So each man must know when you're building what to put into it. There are certain values I have. It doesn't matter. Nobody can change it. Nobody. Not even when you bring a knife or a gun. 
those things are in me. Even if I don't want to believe it, I'm believing it. I know it, I know it, I know it that these are the values. Do you have some? Let's build certain things that can make you say no in the midst of anything. That can make you resist anything now the world is trying to work on minds of people. In the early part of the world, it was a physical building. They wanted to build Babel to God. And God stepped out physical. But now using mental psychology, using all other things, uh, try to reason to build a tower. And a time will come when you don't think that way. They will think you are abnormal. They are trying to make the normal abnormal. And the abnormal normal. It is only the structure, the pillars that can sustain it. That is why the hope of this world is the church. He said, I will build my church with great pillars that the gate hang on and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it because it has strong pillars. You might think God has forgotten you. Something messed up. I may know that. He messed up greatly. But God still remembered him. You might say, I have messed up in my life. Today I'm telling you, it's a time. God said, I am going to remember you. Amen. But don't pray that you should die with your enemy. It's a day of remembrance. God is remembering you. And God remembered Rachel, Raquel, uh, Rachel. And what happened? And Rachel did what? What happened to Rachel? She conceived and gave birth to who? Then God remembered Rachel. And Rachel, and God listened to her. Anytime God remember you, he listened to your prayers. Amen. This morning, God will remember you. Amen. I said, this morning, God will remember you. Some of us seem to have come to an end of our hope. Some of us, our vision is lost. Some of us, we say, can we ever, will I ever marry? My time has passed. Lord, 
When the men were coming and I was beautiful, 20s, early 30s, I was making too known. Now they are no longer coming. They can't even say, they, when they will go to church, none of them look at my face. When they say even greet, my, uh, greet one another, and a man is by me, he turns to the other side. Lord, I'm now in my 40s. Time is gone. It's impossible. All the people of my age group, they are married. The men have reduced. <laughs> but as they grow, they marry. And the number becomes fewer. Now, those who are older, they are married. Should I go and look for my younger brother? <laughs> and these are the genuine questions. This afternoon, God will remember you. It happened to Ruth. Ruth never have hope. Her husband was dead. Went to the city with her mother-in-law. And they cannot enter. The Anedomite cannot enter into the tent of another person. So for her, she thinks she will never marry. But God remembered Ruth. God will remember you. God remembered Rebecca. Got up. Won't any man come and propose to me? No man was coming. I said, this afternoon, let me go for, let me go and fetch water. On the way, God remembered her. Yes. God will remember you. Amen. You've written plenty of applications. None of them written about 60, 100, distributed it. Even the money you use in going around, that one could be one month's salary. You haven't got any, you spent the little money you borrowed, and now you're in trouble. Don't worry. If it's left with one, God will remember you. I remember somebody like that applied. Almost every application failed. Came and knelt down, prayed, 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 said, God, why? What sin have I done? Then one day he was there. When he left there, he had a call. They said, oh, the person they picked said he wouldn't come. So they slaughtered him. He should come for a second. Uh, he went and he did very well. They said, ah, but he was better than the first one. They said, yeah, the devil closed their eyes. <laughs> Sometimes you can perform well, but 
Satan can make your performance look like you have underperformed. So if it's an unemployment, God will remember you. If it's a child you need, you say, I'm barren. I cannot get a child. Look, say, Pastor, 10 years we've been married. For your information, I know people who were married for how many years? For over, my wife is not even, almost 30 years. Their firstborn came last year. I dedicated the child. She's gone everywhere. They've poured gallons of oil. <laughs> poured water. We've prayed all kinds of prayers. Nothing seems to happen. But when the duty came, I remember last two years, January, she said, Pastor, shall I hope again? I said, yes. Then that was then. Within a few months, she got pregnant. <laughs> she got a child, a baby boy, bouncer, strong baby boy of over almost 50-year it doesn't matter how long it has been with you. Trust God. Believe God. Put your hope in God. Call upon Him. He will remember you. We have come with